Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some streaming recommendations. It's the finale of January. And uh, we're also taking a look at what went wrong with Madonna's boot camp. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's do it. Um, we're recording a bit later than we usually do. So I feel like all of us have maybe a bit more energy than our normal <laughs> recording time. Let's dive in. Um, Tea Time is checking in with streaming recommendations for the month of January. And then uh, an update from Sundance Film Festival because somehow Woo! I went Liz, to that. Well, yeah, Liz put that in there and I was like, you can't stream those. You can eventually. Eventually. Okay. That's true. It's an early streaming recommendations. All right, go ahead, Kate. Yeah. Oscar nominations were this week. We were going to talk about it, and then we're like, there's not much here that's uh, tea time core. However, Paul Meskel, our guy from Normal People, did get an Oscar nomination. We talked about him last week uh, and his breakup with Phoebe Bridgers. And what a rebound to be nominated for your first leading role in a movie. Um, for After Sun. I watched it yesterday. Wow. I was going to recommend oh, it be like, like it? should I watch it? And then I watched it yesterday. Mm. It was really good. It was sad as hell, which I knew it was. Oh, no. And my thing is like, I have a friend who was like, <laughs> I don't get I don't get the Paul Mescal thing. And I'm like, listen, if you're oh, just my. like seeing pictures of him on Twitter and his like mullet that he has right now for his play, like I get it. I get not <laughs> getting it. Yeah. But I'm like, you kind of have to watch normal people or you like do. something that he's done to get mm. it. And then I'm like, I feel bad recommending that to people because I'm like, it's depressing as shit. And my, yeah. what I want to say oh, is like, God. Paul Mescal do a rom-com. Like, yes. we need, because like his appeal is like very, 
like limited to this, not limited to the screen. He's a charming guy. He's good looking. But I think you, if you get it, you get it. And you have to watch what yeah. he's in to get it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel yeah. bad being like, here are the two things that you should watch and they will make you feel bad and cry. Right. Is um, he, does he do like bits on the red carpet? Do we know? Does he have a, I haven't watched a lot of interviews. So I'm, I'm I haven't sure. seen a bunch does of them. Does he have the rom-com, you know, X I think he's got it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I would like to find out basically yes. is my, my right. plea. Okay. Um, so I guess my streaming recommendation is After Sun, which you can rent on Amazon Prime. That's what I did. I have um, a question. Is Have you seen The Florida Project? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it sadder than that movie or is it less sad? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my gauge of like… Different <laughs> kind of sad. I would say okay. sadder, actually. What? what? I mean, sadder? I like the Florida Amelia Project? I... Is that the one with the little girl in the pink yes. Yes. hotel? So that hotel. one had some like… Yeah. like cute moments. Amelia oh, and I so were no rocked by that movie. <laughs> oh Absolutely God. Truly, rocked. truly. I think about that movie like at least once Maybe it's a not. Week. This one's bleaker, I would say. Oh, You God. didn't think that the Florida Project was cool? <laughs> it had some like bleak? moments of like, I was like, oh, this is cute. Like, she's so cute. And like, I guess, you know, yeah. it had some like, oh, God. I guess it's up to interpretation. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Got but it. this is what I'm saying. Make a happy yeah. movie, Paul. And also, this is a plea. <laughs> To Pedro Pascal, who I am just bare knuckling my way through The Last of Us for. <laughs> uh, I am watching it. I am scared. I am fast forwarding through a lot. I'm watching it in the mornings. I'm not wow. watching it when it airs in the evenings because I know myself and I had a nightmare about this show before it even oh, aired. No. Wait, what's it about? What's it about? It's zombies. It's oh. the apocalypse and they're zombies. They're like mushroom it, fungus zombies. It's like based on a role playing game. It's based on a scary video game. Okay. And like, luckily, it's the kind, like, it's. It's not gory. It's not particularly gory. Like you mm-hmm. can kind of tell sad, when it's right? coming. It is really. It's also very bleak. Oh, Listen, God. this is what I'm saying. Is I need <laughs> you love I really need, sad stuff. These, no, I love the men that are in them, and okay. I need them to star in rom coms instead. Is my plea? Okay. Uh, to these men. <laughs> so yeah, Pedro I, Pascal, do a fucking rom com. Okay. I can't even. Like well. people are like you know doing these like Oberyn Martell edits on Twitter from Game of Thrones. And I'm like, mm. okay, great. Like, yeah, he was fun in that, but we all fucking know how that ended for him. So can we just get these men in something where nobody dies? They don't die. They're happy and fulfilled. <laughs> and that's my plea. Okay, final okay. final streaming recommendation. This is not a recommendation. However, the Teen Wolf movie uh, <laughs> premiered on Paramount Plus last week, this week, oh. this weekend. And I used to watch Teen Wolf. I did not finish it. I watched it mm. in my youth. Um, but I've seen a lot of tweets and people are pissed about the plot of this movie. And I'm not recommending that you watch it, but if no. you used to watch the show, I recommend that you look up the plot of the movie because people have tweeted it out. Um, at Cole the Wolf tweeted it out, said, attention for anybody that doesn't want to watch Teen Wolf, the movie, here's what happens. You wish that I was kidding, but I'm not. Oh. And I don't want to spoil it, but like the first thing on this is like the main character, Teen Wolf himself, former Teen Wolf, now adult wolf, is working as a rescue dog, saving victims from building collapses in Los Angeles. No. No. So that's how it starts. And I won't spoil the rest, but... uh, Oh, no. I do recommend reading that. If you had any interest, if you ever watched the show, I do recommend reading the plot on Twitter. It's everywhere. So you're saying this has become like Paw Patrol. Yes. Like adult wolf Paw Patrol. I think another is Paramount Plus classic. <laughs> yeah. Another one. Listen, straight bangers from Paramount Plus, as always. Uh, You're right. So that those are my, I guess, not really recommendations, but just things I wanted to talk about in the streaming okay, world. Man. Thank you for okay. that, Kate. Cool. Amelia? Um, <laughs> I guess I don't know how to follow this up, but 
A non-streaming recommendation, spoiler alert for people who are into Law & Order SVU and you don't want to be spoiled. Mom. My mom? Stop oh, listening, mom. Stop listening. <laughs> Fast forward a little bit. 15 second. <laughs> Catherine Hallowell. Skip forward. Okay, proceed. <laughs> because last night, after 24 years of will they, won't let, but won't they, between Detective Olivia Benson and uh, Elliot Stabler, they were about to kiss... And and they teased it for two weeks. They teased this moment where they like embrace. They didn't like even embrace. It was like I saw the I didn't I don't watch the show anymore, but I saw from a Twitter account they posted the whole scene. It was her just being like, I want to, but I can't. And then they don't do anything. <gasps> wow. People were so upset. People it's been so like, long. Let's talk about married on the show. They're in like every scene no, that I see. No, online. I know. They're no, not. It's just no, a slow burn. It's wow. the slowest of the burns. Slowest oh, of my burns. God. <laughs> Just a smolder. I decided <laughs> a while ago that I'm anti will they, won't they plots in TV okay. shows. I, I love actually that. despise it. I love that it. shit. I love it. I like your Give me ready four to seasons of intense eye contact. <laughs> I don't have patience for it. The days are short. <laughs> my life is going by too quickly. I don't have time. <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly. So uh, everyone's upset. Everyone's rightfully <laughs> upset. And I guess there was supposed to be more to the scene because they had teased them getting together really close and they cut that. So I don't know what Maybe Dick Wolf week? and oh, like cut it, cut it is doing. Wow. Dick Wolf. Yeah. I wow. never trusted that man. I know. <laughs> you wow. can't trust a name like that. Um, okay. Yes. Also, I also said wanted to say one thing and then I erased it, but you know, I'll just add it back in. Just Do really it. Easily. But Please. there is a new hot wiggle. You know, the wiggles. <laughs> From Australia, and they like dance and sing. Well, there's like a hot one now, and all the moms are like, "Hell yeah!" Finally, it's taken 20 years. The but wiggles are still going on. They're still going oh, on, and God. they have just now landed a hot one. His name is <laughs> Purple Wiggle, aka John Pierce, and he's beautiful. I guess he has like tattoos. How but, did like, you, you don't find see out the about this, Amelia? It was this... actually on Instagram because okay. the fourth hour of the Today Show, Hoda and Jenna. They always bring, you know, the heat. And they were talking about the hot wiggle and they were calling him the hot wiggle. Incredible. Right. Yeah. That's crucial news. Thank you. Hey, anytime. Um, And then lastly, the Daisy, well, not the Daisy, Daisy Jones and the Six trailer dropped with Riley Keough and some other faves. Camilla Maroney's in it. And so is Sookie Waterhouse seems like it, but it seems like a real Riley vehicle and I'm happy mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of screams, um, what's that Kate Hudson movie? The Almost um, Famous. Yes, it yeah. screams mm-hmm. that to me. I'm just like, okay, I've seen that movie and I really like it, but like, I don't know if I need Big to Big shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We will yeah. see. I, people seem really excited about it. And okay, wait, good. I watched the trailer and it made me want to cut my bangs shorter. So... Oh That's my tough. God, bring back we'll see your if bangs. I make it through. We'll see if I make it through the whole show without making oh, that mistake yeah. again. Oh my God. I loved your bangs personally. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Okay. Lastly, this is an early streaming recommendations because I went to Sundance last week. I was out. I had no business of being there. First of all, I was just with um, Craig who had business being there. But anyway, <laughs> I bought a couple tickets and watched a couple movies and I'm here to give this. you a brief update on the three that I watched. So the first one, Amelia, this one's for you. I feel like wow. if I'm going to get someone to watch this movie, it'll be you. It's called okay. Deep Rising. It's a documentary Ooh. narrated by Jason Momoa about Ooh. deep sea mining 
on our ocean oh, floors. Cool. You're passionate about this. I actually am. <laughs> and it is all about the deep sea. And cool. it's, but then it's kind of like pros and you know, there's actually a lot of cons about like what we're doing. We're basically kind of ruining our ocean floor. Yeah, anyway, oh, great. Jason Momoa's voice sometimes is so deep I couldn't quite understand <laughs> what he was saying. But uh, I'm not sure that he was the perfect. That's a selling point, actually. <laughs> he, he obviously is like, you know, very environmentally conscious. And so his platform is great for the movie and its message. Anyway, so watch that. Um, and then I watched Theater Camp, which is a oh. comedy and that is sold and it'll be in theaters. So you can watch that. And then the last one I saw was Cat Person, which was the scariest oh my God. movie I have seen in so long. The scariest movie? Yes. Did you guys read the article yes. from The New Yorker back in 2017? Yes. It's uh-huh. been a really long it time. It went super viral. Yes. That held me hostage for several months. Like I read that and was like obsessed with it at my old job with my coworkers. Anyway, they- First of all, you worked here when that came out, right? Holy shit, I did. I guess I was in so? a group chat with my old coworkers <laughs> I like, at ABC. I, we definitely, I definitely was at The Ringer then. I've been so. at The Ringer way too long. Um, okay. <laughs> so the movie or the article ends with like still- 50 minutes left of the movie and then they take it and do something different with it. So it's hmm. really, really, really scary. Um, wow. And Nicholas Braun is Whoa. creepy as hell. Oh, oh it's God. Nicholas Braun. Oh, that's yes. casting actually. Yes. Yeah, that's but scary. It is. And he can, he has like, yeah, incel vibes in this and he oh is just God. like cousin Greg, but if he was just it's a thousand times weirder and creepier. Um, <laughs> oh, God. And then it's Amelia Jones who's in Coda. I don't know if you guys watch that, but she's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I yes, yes. Huge Me highlight. Too. Nicholas wow. Braun, very creepy. Wait, Liz, follow-up question. Who is the most famous person that you saw at Sundance? Oh, wow. World? You know what? I think the public, and I don't mean to name drop him twice, but Jason Momoa, <laughs> people were on the streets being like, I saw Jason Momoa. <laughs> he came into Patagonia. Like, I think he is people. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't hear, like, like the, the streets were buzzing about Jason Momoa and they were wow. really famous other people there. Wow. That's all so funny. all cared about. Fan favorite, man? Jason. Love that. I know. So <laughs> I'm going to go with him because that was the one, like I literally heard conversations on the street about. So, oh my wow. God. That's what he deserves. Yeah. Truly. Okay, let's go to the next category. This is Not Worth the Tea. This week in social media and some relationship news. Kate. Right off the bat, relationship news that may or may not be real. They might be messing with us. You can never tell with Eric Andre. And Eric Andre is on vacation with Emily Ratajkowski. They are supposedly friends with benefits and or having fun, depending on which headline Hmm. you read. They're in Grand Cayman. They are hanging out in lounge chairs and smooching and holding hands and walking around. They are smooching. uh, It's it's a big, big win for the funny guys. You know, she's kind of on a roll with that. She had Pete Davidson. Uh, She has Eric Andre now. They, I guess, are friends. I guess they're more now. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe real. It may not. But, you know, it's they seem like a, a fun couple, I guess. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like I, sick of her in yeah. headlines <laughs> in page six. Well, yes. It's always it gets headlines. So I guess that's good for her. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. It does. It's fine. A lot of yeah. like inside sources like relaying their conversations from dinner. I'm like, is this fanfic? Oh. Is this real? <laughs> I don't, is this yeah. some person next to them? I don't understand. Um, but oh, yeah, funny. apparently that's something that's happening. So. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Uh, You're so next welcome. one, Amelia. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Paris Hilton welcomed a baby boy via surrogate uh, recently with uh, her husband Carter Room. Room. Yeah. So, congrats to her. It's See, funny this to was me. A surprise, right? Yes. And it's okay. funny yes, to me yeah. that, like, remember she was like teasing and teasing and teasing 
the thing oh with Miley God. Cyrus yes. and like big things coming and like that is all so these embarrassing. And then it's just like, and oh, by the way, I had a baby like a week later. You know, like, it's like, cool. We're gonna, I don't also, know. She Instagrammed kind of, Amelia, I don't know if this reminds oh you of this image, but of the Kylie <laughs> Stormy announcement that was like the most liked, you know, Instagram, whatever. It's just oh basically my God. the baby's hand and her hand. And this baby's like hand is it's the most freaky. well manicured yeah. thing. <laughs> it's fake. The cuticles are literally <laughs> groomed within an inch of its life. Obviously, there's some Photoshop. I'm very happy. Yes. But just the baby's hand looks like. Yeah. Like a I'm glad little. you mentioned that. Yeah. If you could yeah. like face tune a hand, they like somehow face tuned a hand. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Exactly. Oh my God. I don't know God. what filter's going on, but. We don't uh, know. Oh, and um, did you see that Kylie had or has the name now? Air? Isn't oh, yeah. It, it air? Air? Yes, air? it is. It's Air. I can't believe this didn't that? make it to the outline. Air like. A-I-R-E. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So. I'm kind of waiting for some drama to happen. I'm like, why are you announcing that then? But uh, right? yeah, she's. Yeah. Who knows? She took too long. I feel like now we were. Yeah, she really did. <laughs> I know. I was like, which baby? What? Yeah. <laughs> can't keep track. Um, the other thing going on social media that was big maybe not this week, maybe over the weekend, is um, the two, in my opinion, stars of the most recent season of White Lotus are the new face of Valentine's Day skims drop. It's Simona Tabasco and Bea Grano, the two best friends in season two that like just captured everybody and everyone loves them, including myself. <laughs> and they, just the two of them are the face of Valentine's Day skims. And they had like a big spread. Love that. Um, Kim, I guess, loved the show and picked them out. Honestly, very smart of her. But- yeah, great news for them. I'm happy to see them uh, again. Yeah, this was big on Twitter. And I didn't watch White Lotus. So I was like, who are these girls? But Twitter oh, was you would have loved them, them, Kate, because they just manipulated men to their oh, advantage. I do love that. <laughs> I do. You know me so well. I know. Okay, uh, next one, Kate. Uh, this is, I think, some not worth the tea as we wrap it up here. Three more things. First of all, Harry Styles uh, is doing his rescheduled concerts in LA that he had to move when he got COVID last year. And mm. at the first one back... He fell to his knees in the middle of music for a sushi restaurant. Great song. My favorite part of the concert. And he split his pants right down the middle with his crotch in people's faces. Um, wow. And he, I have to say, didn't handle it as charmingly as I would have thought. He was embarrassed. What? And he like covered himself up with like a pride flag mm-hmm. and then like covered up with a towel. And uh, apparently Jennifer Aniston was there. And he <laughs> said on talk shows previously that she was his first celebrity crush. So that is tough. However. Wow. Good news for Harold. Uh, he has a chance at redemption tonight with a far more important guest. Oh, my our God. Our very own Kaya McMullen. <laughs> That's so, tonight? Oh, my God. anticipating this. You mean Incredible to tell stuff. me he's still touring? So he has, he has to do those dates that he rescheduled yes. when he got COVID. Oh. So I was originally supposed to go in early November. Right. It was rescheduled okay. for today. Wow. So I can only hope that he wears some poorly made pants. <laughs> right. <more time. laughs> I told Kai, I was like, you'll get the pants jokes. Like, you know, yes. so, like, that's fun. Good. That'll he'll be have fun. his little, he'll work it into his little stand up routine. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I'm looking yeah. forward so to it. Funny. I'm so that excited really for funny. you. Have a fabulous time. Oh my God. Um, all right. Also extremely not worth the tea, much less worth the tea. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this right before we recorded and I just had to throw it in there because oh. we're on the young gravy beat on yeah, tea time. Amelia's back in Minnesota temporarily, the the home of Young Gravy, the land that spawned him. Uh, Uh And Rick Astley is suing Young Gravy. Rick Astley of Never Gonna Give You Up fame. Uh, Suing Young Gravy because he, Young Gravy, I've said that name so many times in the last 30 seconds. Young Gravy uh, sampled Never Gonna Give You Up on his Mm. song from last year, Betty, Get Money. 
And like, that was fine. He had licensed to sample it. However, Rick Astley is suing him because he thinks that he copied his voice in the parts of the song that were not a sample, which apparently oh. is like impersonation and he's not allowed to what? do What? And like, oh. apparently he like just that. remade the song. And I'd listened to it today, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and he, there are some small parts where he does clearly do like the voice. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if you, if you license the song for a sample, then like, yeah. I don't know. At one point, at one hand, yeah. I'm like, I support suing Young Gravy for anything. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, it does seem like a bit of a reach from Rick Astley. And maybe mm-hmm. uh, he just wants some money and to stay relevant. So I was going to yeah. say, because they both have really deep voices, like just I think in general. And I think he might be trying to grasp at it's a really short. It's a short bit and it like repeats, but it's not like he's singing the entire song like Rick yeah. Astley. It's just like this little it's bit true. where I'm like, OK, that is probably an impersonation. But it's just I'm like, just relax, Rick. You know, it's funny relax. is the end of this article says that he's seeking damages and demands a trial by jury. Trial by jury. A whole bunch funny. of people are going to have to listen and know about Young Gravy. No more oh than they ever wanted to know. I yes. kind of want to get on this jury. Um, <laughs> I know. I, we're <laughs> definitely not eligible, but I would love to be part of this experience. That's really Would funny. you rather see Young Gravy be sued by Rick Astley like for this or uh-huh. by Sherry Nicole for emotional damages? <laughs> it's close. Which, I, I know, would, right? I would watch either one uh, okay. with popcorn in hand. <laughs> Me so. too. Really and then lastly, I, I <laughs> okay, I have so little thoughts about this, but it is pop culture news, so I'm just going to say it. Panic at the Disco broke up after more than two decades together as a band. Damn. I didn't realize, I mean, they're great. Used to like a couple of songs. I did not realize they were still together. They're not. Think, it's just yeah, Brendan Yuri and some like new people. Oh, actually? Yeah. So Twitter was like, <laughs> Panic at the Disco breaking up. And it's like the, the picture of the meme of the guy looking at himself in the mirror. You know, like, because yeah. like yeah. it's uh, Brendan Yuri, he's going to have a kid. And he's oh, like, I'm, funny. Yeah, exactly. I guess we're done for now. No, that makes me feel a lot better. I was like, yeah. these, these crazy Although, kids still kicking around. I will say, speaking of that era, Fall Out Boy, new music, a new album in March. Wow. Paramore, new album in March. Wow. It's like wow. a big time for like the alt millennials. For Bobby Wagner and you. I was literally going to say myself and Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I guess we don't need Panic at the Disco because we have the others back. Right. Great. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team 
at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's move on to cringe mode. This is week four, the final week of January. We are covering Shotgun Wedding, an Amazon Prime new rom-com. Kate, you want to take it away? Very simple plot, actually. I was going to like prepare for this, and then I was like, it's pretty simple. J-Lo and Josh Jamel are getting married uh, in the Philippines. They have very obnoxious families who have traveled to be with them. Everyone's kind of butting heads. J-Lo's ex shows up, Lenny Kravitz. It's like, you know, just like a wacky family wedding comedy. And then suddenly pirates attack, and they kidnap the families. They're holding them hostage at the hotel. J-Lo and Josh Jamel have been fighting. They have to like you know, make up and re-fall in love while they rescue their families from pirates. And they do. And there's just like wacky action scenes and a lot of just like running around mm-hmm. with pirates and guns and grenades. Mm-hmm. So that's shotgun wedding. Nice. All right. Let's do the <laughs> highlights. Uh, we considered, we talked last week when we did our wild card January pick. We weren't sure who we were going to do. We ended up going with Jennifer Love Hewitt, but we considered Jennifer Coolidge, right? Mm-hmm. I, I start watching this movie 30 seconds in Jennifer Coolidge shows up <laughs> as Josh Jamel's mom. And I was like, incredible. We didn't even know that this was a double January mm-hmm. feature and we got <laughs> bonus huge. Jennifer Coolidge anyway. Uh, so that was the number one highlight for me. I have to say. That's great. Yeah, I agree. I thought she was really uh, Hilarious. amazing and she's so funny. I love mm-hmm. her. So yeah, funny and everything. Great. So mm-hmm. funny and everything. So great. I'm so happy that she's being cast in so much stuff. Um, I also like how this rom-com stars two people in their 50s. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Granted, I'm they both more- look 35, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But um, yeah, so, you know, happy. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you know what? On that note, we should just be happy and appreciative that people are still trying and taking a stab at rom-coms. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. I talk, We all talk a lot about how we want more rom-coms and then we will be shitting on this movie pretty heavily. But <laughs> overall, very happy that there are still studio, you know. So yeah, right. happy it exists. Mid-budget rom-coms. We're, yeah. we're here for it as a concept, yes. if yes. not in practice. Another highlight, even if they're exes in this, which they are, Jennifer uh, Lopez and Lenny Kravitz are like an all-time hot movie couple. And he just shows up as like the ex nobody wants. Turns out he's like the bad guy, basically. Which I should have known because I'm like, why would Lenny Kravitz show up to just like be a random ex? Um, So true. So sorry to Josh Duhamel, but like I would like to watch (laughs) like the the prequel to this where Mm -hmm. J-Lo and Lenny Kravitz have like their actual love story. Ooh, I agree. I would watch it. That'd be good. However, I have to say, Josh Duhamel exceeded expectations here, I think. I was kind yeah. of charmed by him, especially at the beginning when he was like, just like stressed and like trying to make the wedding perfect and do yeah. like the centerpieces for her. And like, mm-hmm, she was yeah. like trying to seduce him and he was like, oh babe, I got to get these centerpieces right. I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. I kind of liked him. Agreed. Yeah. He is. He's like generic likable. I'm like, okay, cool. He is. Generally, yeah. I'm like, why are you here? I would watch anyone <laughs> else do this, but I don't know. But he, you he know did. what he had to do? <laughs> yeah. He served a purpose in this film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know what else served a purpose? The setting. It was beautiful. Um, where what is this like Bali or something? I think it's the Philippines. I don't know, I don't know if gorgeous. they actually filmed it in the Philippines, but I think that's where it's at. Okay, got it. Well, the Philippines are beautiful, and I just was like, oh, it looks lovely there. It does. I would like to it be does. there. So 
Um, another nice. highlight is that Jennifer Lopez in this whole thing is in like various states of <laughs> what was supposed to be one original wedding dress that was Jennifer Coolidge's that like I think Josh Jumello kind of made her wear. <laughs> and Kate, I know you're going to talk about this later, so I won't go too much into it, but it's supposed to be like a horrendous you're wearing your mother-in-law's old wedding dress. This dress is beautiful and all the other ones that <laughs> yeah. she wore that are supposed to be, you know, like kind of cut and mangled versions. Gorgeous, very flattering. Obviously, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be in anything less, but. Right. She's like, just absolutely taped into this thing. It's like tearing off her in a very <laughs> artful way. Yes, she's like indeed. sexy, dirty. Her hair's like beachy, oh, dirty. Hair? But oh, I'm like, yeah. she, she looks great, unfortunately. Yeah. She's writing. It, yeah, it's clearly purposeful, but you know what? I'll take it all, yeah. you know, beautiful editions of this gown. Definitely. And just like overall highlight, I do think the parts of this movie that were just like a wacky family rom-com almost work. Yes. Like if this was yeah. just like them getting married in the Philippines and like their family is not getting along and them not getting along and like trying to get through the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been a way better movie. You're so I think right. those are the parts that worked. I agree. Yeah. I agree too. Actually, now that I'm thinking back on this movie, it's like, okay, I don't need them in the jungle. I like right. the whole family dynamic. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Like the family, anytime they cut back to the family in the pool, I was yeah. like, I'm way more entertained than I am watching totally. them duct tape a pirate's hands together or something, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> that part did actually work for me. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's do the low lights. Kate. I think just a major low light with this was like, they, there are these Filipino pirates that are just like these like faceless bad guys in this movie and they're in mm-hmm. masks and they have guns and it's just like. It's just like this othering element and like mm. just didn't think it through. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's not, it's not good. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't need, you don't need this at all. Yeah. Uh, Great so point. again, stick to the wacky, just right. probably shouldn't stick have been this plot anyway. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Very unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I also think that Jennifer Lopez and Josh Dumel, they don't have chemistry. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. They're both like attractive people, but I'm just, No. No, there's nothing there. I, I totally agree. And I don't know, rom-com Perry, you know, she, wasn't she with Owen Wilson the last time we did? So yeah, like, and they actually kind of had chemistry. kind of did. Owen exceeded expectations as well. He did, yeah. He did. But for some reason, the cast is not overall making sense to me. Yeah. And you know what, Kate? I know you're going to talk. But for some reason, I think it's Darcy Carden where I'm like, you, you <laughs> being in here is just like, it's just, I don't know. You're None stealing my nitpicks, Liz. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We can move on. But like Lenny Kravitz. And then it just, all of them put together in a room. I was like, this doesn't, I'm just not mm. sold on like the cohesiveness of this cast and all of you making sense together. Um, yeah. So then I was doing like, you know, looking things up. Obviously a JLo rom-com is big budget or kind of like newsy. And I read that Army Hammer and Ryan Reynolds right. were the two original mm. men cast one after the other before it went to Josh Duhamel. Wow. And I, I know we don't love right. him, but I do think that Ryan Reynolds would have maybe been better. I don't know. I'm just I think say you're it, right. He would have sold the action stuff better. He would have been annoying, yes. but like probably funnier. But funnier. Sure. Oh yeah, my yes. God. You're so right. That's great. Yes. He would have been fun. And I don't even think he's that funny, but like. I know. I know we're not like super. In- yeah. <laughs> oh but my God. This is how this you know it's true. This is how you know we mean it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't- that's true. I have to that's say, true. I can't picture Army Hammer in this at all. No. Well, and no, I do remember no. actually when he got cast in this and when it was first announced and then it was Same. like. Recast, recast, recast. Sure. But, I know. It's weird that it finally came out. I do remember yikes. reading about that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Ew. Anyway, what other lowlights do we have, Amelia? Oh, this actually really pains me to say, but like, I thought that Jennifer Lopez 
was just like not a good comedic actress in this. I don't, she was like forcing and again, I'm not like I don't know anything about acting, but all I can say is that I was watching this movie and I'm judging it, okay? Because this is what we're doing in this segment. Um, <laughs> Do it. Yeah. But I just thought that she was saying some of the lines and I was just like, have you never read a, a comedic line before in your life? It was just felt like really disingenuous and just like over the top trying too hard. And I was just like, okay, you I know, I think do this, this. The script, because I we've seen her and she's funny or she can say like, she can have like some chops, but something about this script, I was just like, yeah, sure it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. She dialed it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Also, after watching this, I was like, I might really need to get into like indie movie oh. or indie rom-coms because, okay. So like, Every, obviously, rom-coms we talk about a lot, they're very hard to get made. They don't get made often. So they need to be anchored by some huge A-list star like J-Lo. But then having an A-list star like J-Lo in your movie means that she's going to do and dress and act and, like, be in scenes exactly the way she wants. Where, like, I know you mentioned the, like, seduction scene, Kate. But there's somewhere I was just like, J-Lo made this happen because she is so (laughs) hot. And I get it. And I would, too, if I was that hot. But, like, just, like. This is just doesn't I know that this was like J-Lo's team and J-Lo the queen herself being like, I'm going to look the hottest I've ever looked in this movie. And this is how it's going to happen, where it kind of took me out of Uh the plot because I was like, I know this was a decision. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't know. You're right. No, you're right. She is very J-Lo in this movie. She always is. She always is. You're right. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, all right, so if I have a problem with that, obviously I want them to still get made. So maybe I'll get into like indie movies where I know people are cast and I could focus more on the plot. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, I get it. I agree. And we already said it basically, but the action parts of this movie just do not work. There's like, I I just, I don't need her shooting guns. I don't need this huge action scene on a boat, a helicopter Mm -mm. at the end. They're fighting Lenny Kravitz on the boat. And I'm like, I don't, it didn't work for me. It's really excessive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do picky nits, Kate. All right, Liz already said it, but mm. she has this huge fit about this wedding dress. She doesn't want mm. this wedding. She doesn't want to wear this dress. She doesn't want her Yikes. hair done the way that her hair is done. And like, wedding dress, not that bad. Hair, mm-hmm. not that bad. Like, it's not <laughs> amazing. But like, if your whole plot centers around like, oh, I'm wearing this super old wedding dress that my mother-in-law, Jennifer Coolidge, had that I don't want to wear and I'm pissed at my husband about it, it needs to be way mm-hmm. uglier. And same mm-hmm. with the hair. If she's like pissed about how she her hair isn't the way she wants it to look, it needs to be uglier than yeah, it currently is. Especially if just, half of it is going to come off as she's running through the jungle anyway. Start ugly. She only has to be in right. there for like one scene and then exactly. it's you know. Like the sleeves can tear off the wedding gown. The, yeah, oh you know God. what I mean? Like it's going to get mm-hmm. destroyed anyway and you can make it look better as it goes. So like mm-hmm. it should have been way uglier. It didn't match her overreaction in the Agreed. plot. Agreed. Also, like Liz said, this is random, but it was disorienting for me because Darcy Carden from The Good Place uh, mm. is like J-Lo's dad's girlfriend in this movie. But J-Lo's character is named Darcy. <laughs> so like <laughs> Darcy Carden walks up and is like, Darcy. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> uh, I was like, that's J-Lo. Um, so that was just disorienting for me. And also, I love Darcy that's Carden funny. in The Good Place. She was Janet. But mm. she's just never as funny in anything else since then. Like, I watched her in that, like, League wow. of Their Own show. And, like, I feel like I've mm. watched her in several things. And I'm like, oh, it's Janet from The Good Place. And then it's like, not, she's not bringing what I want her to I'm bring. I'm waiting, waiting for her next great yeah. role, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Next one, Amelia. Yeah, you know, this is really, like, picking nits when I. Um, so what this category just, is, baby. Do it. I know. Thank you. Um, But, okay. 
not to pick apart the making their way through the jungle again, but when they are making their way through the jungle, they being JLo and Josh, Josh Dumel, and they are trying to get service and her phone pings and it causes the pirates to know where they are. I was like, why would you not just put your phone on silent when you're trying to be silent when that's a whole entire point? And also who has their phone on with the ping? Okay. Right. I just, it, I, oh my God. <laughs> that's how you know she's 50 actually in this movie. It's okay, the only, that's, the only okay, thing that's betraying their age. <laughs> Is that she has the sound on her phone? That's a good point. So funny. Um, And then, lastly, every time I see J Lo now, I can't help but think about her olive oil. Oh my god! (laughs) That is the key to her youth and her beautiful face. And she's very expressive in this movie. And the olive oil is doing a great job. So just, I guess, keep it up. Whatever that olive oil that you're using. I just, I love that you wrote the olive oil was olive oiling. (laughs) She had to do a lot. You're right. (laughs) And it worked. Okay, everybody pick your MVP. Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) Listen, we we came here for one Jennifer and we were blessed with another. So it's got to be Coolidge for me. Okay. Uh, I totally agree with you, but for the sake of being different, I'll say the location because it's beautiful. Wow. The Philippines were its own character in this (laughs) movie. So real. And I am going Lenny Kravitz because this movie made me realize I have not seen him with his sunglasses off too much. And (laughs) and there's a lot of nice Lenny Kravitz in there. You know what I mean? So Yeah. There you go. Okay. (laughs) What is your final January rankings now that we're at the end of it? I have to say, when we came up with this concept, I think we thought that we had better Jennifer movies left. Yes. <laughs> We've covered a lot of the good Jennifer movies uh, for the Jennifers that we chose. So mm. ultimately, this was tough. Uh, here's how I think it, it, it turned out for me. Number one, Jennifer Garner, 13 going on 30. Iconic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number two, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Just yep. for a scene stealing performance. Uh, She's like a surprise, like that Andrew Riseborough. Exactly. No this one is- expected her. Exactly. And then she just yeah. burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Yep. Number three, this is where it gets tough. Number three, I'm going to go Aniston because it was a bad <sighs> movie, but she did her best. And she was the only redeeming part of that. Four, I'm going J-Lo because J-Lo is J-Lo. And mm. she's still J-Lo, even if the movie was bad. And five, I have Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I'm not married to that. I just okay. was like, eh, on Jennifer Love I Hewitt. I get that. Amelia, I, I like, I think this is a good ranking. I agree with it for the most part, except I would take Aniston and push her back behind Love Hewitt, mm. causing J-Lo to move up and yeah. Jennifer Love yeah. Hewitt. I think that's yeah. fair, too. Because we were pissed about her movie choice as well. It's, you know, it's like, right. just yeah. give yourself better options. Right. Exactly. I think generally I had a little bit more fun in January. <laughs> can't lie. can't believe I'm saying that. Also, I said this today, but I wish we had done a January. Like, we, we'd consider doing an Anne Hathaway <laughs> month. Yeah. That uh, would have been very we, timely. We ultimately went with January instead. But, yeah. um... We'll do. We'll get Anne Hathaway in somehow. We will. There has to be another month that we can make work with her name. We're open to suggestions for February, although Amelia's <laughs> yeah. mind has worked hard on coming up with some we'll see. February puns. All right. Uh, Let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Amelia. Okay, so obviously this po- uh, podcast doesn't really wade into politics, and I'm not really wading into politics other than I just want to say there's a can or not a candidate. He's actually a U.S. representative, which is actually horrifying, <laughs> named George Santos. And if you're like me, you've been following all the lies yeah. this guy has made. I mean, when I say lies, it's actually astounding. I don't... He's an you entire... Should you should also watch Bo and Yang uh, do him on <laughs> yeah. SNL because yeah. it's really good. That was really... <laughs> That was really funny. Um, oh. But I, 
I think Kaya dropped this in like last Friday or something. And again, it's like a shock. There's something new every single day uh, or there was for a good like week or so. Um, But (laughs) apparently he like edited his Wikipedia page, like an old Wikipedia page for his drag performing character, Katara Ravache. Okay, it's like, this is so convoluted. But anyway, he is now claiming that he appeared on Hannah Montana and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And obviously he did not. Every, they can prove that he didn't do this, but I just, I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I, my question is, if you were to lie about being on a Disney Channel show, which show would you choose? And then there's also a follow-up question. If it had to actually be believable, which show would you choose? So the problem that he picked Sweet Life and Zack and Cody, it's too <laughs> recent. You gotta yes, go slightly right. further back. And like That's Lizzie McGuire, for example, if I could say that, everyone remembers the general plot, but no one actually remembers like real episodes from that show. Sweet yes. Life, Zack and Cody, his mistake, too soon. Everyone's online that watched Way that show soon. and is like, no, that didn't happen. Kate, do you have thoughts? So I I combined these in my head and I looked up shows and I was like, what would be the most believable one that I could yeah. go with? And I think you'd also want to go with one that just like, just lived and died in darkness. You know, like oh, one that was yeah, like sure. not popular. That's smart. So like, I was thinking like, not Sunny with a Chance. What's the other one with? Oh, oh I looked oh it my up God. and I immediately forgot it. It's like it. Debbie or something. Or the one with the Debbie hell. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Luck Charlie. Is it Good Luck yeah. Charlie? No, I don't think it is. No, no. that's someone different. <laughs> Wait, is that Bridget Mendler? Yeah, that's Jessie. the Harvard lady. Jessie is the one with... with uh, Jessie. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It is Jessie. Debbie Ryan, where she like works at a hotel. Got four seasons. Anyway, <laughs> that also might be too recent, but it's mm. like, who who cares? Who cares if yeah. you're on that or not? No one has like archived and is like a huge Jesse fan and be like, no, right. she was never on <laughs> no, that. Well, actually, you know? I can cite this. Which yeah. like, I guess, why would you lie about that? Because it's like not impressive. But I do okay. feel like you could get away with one of the like flop shows. What was That's one? So speaking of flop shows, God, this is maybe bad podcasting. The one about the future, like Derek or... Oh, oh, uh, life with Derek. No, no, no. That's the Canadian show. Um, what's Phil no, of the future? Phil of the future. Phil of the future. Of the that's future. an old one too. You could get yeah. away with that one. I think that's my yeah. pick. Maybe that's a good one. Don't remember a single thing about that. that show, but no one, one would care to look into it. I will yeah. say I found a lot. I forgot Zendaya was on so many like flop oh Disney shows. Like she was on Shake It Off with Bella Thorne. That was the, okay. the, the big one. And then she was on like three other ones though. Like she was like a spy, like Casey or something. <laughs> oh my, Casey Undercover. I yeah. remember that. I, and then there was another <laughs> one that she was on. <laughs> don't ask, don't And ask. I was like, I maybe would lie just to be like, I know Zendaya and we go way back. Mm. Like we were on Casey Undercover. Oh, I together. like that. <laughs> you know, that's good. it'd be tough to get away with, but that's another one where like people would check, you know? So, right, yeah. that's true. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The, see, that's what harms it. I think too, if like, if you're going to say Miley Cyrus, I mean, one, the show is about her having a dual right. whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, two on so the nose. So it's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's like Miley is such a big star. It's like, of course, you're going to like yeah. really look into it. So right. he just wow. made some really amateur mistakes. You know, he did. He did. Wow. Yeah. Next question. Julia Fox's apartment tour. Is it off-putting or is it relatable? The internet is split. Julia Fox, chaotic queen, went on TikTok and did an apartment tour for three minutes and it was not like the celebrity apartment tours that you see on Architectural Digest or or the really even any other uh, TikTok apartment tour because it was perhaps too relatable. Uh, basically, <laughs> she started out, she was like, for well, here's the thing. Here's the annoying part is she starts out and she's like, excessive displays of wealth. I don't like them. They, they make me feel icky. 
uh, it's really wasteful when we have so many homeless mm. people in this country. So this was like her excuse for the state of her apartment, which I'm like, you can just say that you're, you're, you're saving messy. money and you're yeah. messy. Yeah. And, and she's a mom and she's you're a mom lot of and you on. live in New yeah. York and it's expensive. You know, I'm like, yeah. you don't need to like make it right. a statement. That was what annoyed me. However, she just gave a tour of her Manhattan apartment and it is so chaotic and <laughs> it's so messy and again, which is fine. Like she's a mom. She has a kid. She has like shoe boxes stacked up. She has a lot of like pots of ashes of her deceased friends, which I'm like, okay, that she does seem like a bit of a pack rat. Not that you shouldn't have those, but it's like a lot. She has a lot of them. Uh, her son's toys are everywhere. Her son's room is actually very sweet. And he has the room and then she like stays in the living room. Yeah, that yeah. was cute. And she also was like, it says online I'm worth like $30 million. And like, that is so not true, which I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Definitely clearly is not true. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that got and really to this point, I was like, wow, this is relatable. Like, it's nice to see a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at fucking Kim Kardashian and her like oh, marble nah, hallways yeah. and you're like, oh, no, thank you. And then you look at this and you're right. like, OK, like, yeah, she is like me. However, uh, she has a mouse problem in her apartment. And she said that oh. uh, it's it's only a problem depending on how you look at. It. I kind of just let them rock. <gasps> so Love she goes, that. I okay, appreciate girl. that at night while I'm sleeping, they clean up the crumbs <laughs> that my son drops on the floor. Oh. So yeah, I'm not going to evict the mice anytime soon. That's oh. what I was like. Oh, oh girl. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Everything's so, relatable and sweet up until the, I just don't like the rats. Up until the, the mice. mice. That's about where I landed as well. Yeah. And listen, I don't live in New York. I don't know how common that is, but you can't, you got to get rid of the mice. I think it's I mean, very common. However, I don't know that anyone deals with it as well. Or maybe not. It's not, she's not even dealing with right. it well. That makes, that lets them coexist <laughs> right. with them as that much doesn't as she like does. Make an update. effort to get yeah. rid of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so, so true. That, that was when I was like, oh, but you know, I, I saw someone on Twitter be like, she's the only celebrity that I like more, the more she talks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it's kind of astounding. Well, yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, but I did, I did kind of appreciate the chaos of it. It did, did make too. me feel better sure. about mine. So same for sure. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, the last question I have is what on God's green earth <laughs> happened at Madonna boot camp? Because I actually wasn't following oh this movie or this story. Cause I'm not a huge Madonna fan. Until this week, and I <laughs> dug a little bit deeper into the casting and what has gone on behind the scenes. So this is the biopic of Madonna. Um, mm. It is permanently on hiatus and pause. It is about Madonna. It's co-written by Madonna and directed by Madonna. So wow. I didn't realize that this has gone through a couple of life phases already. Diablo Cody was attached. Madonna has worked on multiple scripts. Anyway, mm. the reason why it is back like in the zeitgeist this week is because she announced a huge tour that she was going on and then therefore just like putting this movie on pause. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, every script that Madonna has turned in so far has been at least three hours long, often more. <laughs> no. And then this is what the, this is a quote, and so oh. full of incident that producers were unsure whether to turn it into a television show or split it into parts like a Harry Potter film. Oh my God. Like how many oh, movies? No. Do you need? Anyway, um, so then it goes on to say there's a big casting, like huge, Mm. it's just a journey with like who was attached and they had to go to Madonna boot camp, which is where I really started getting interested in. Um, (laughs) So this included, uh, it was like a, you know, like bake off amongst like all these young actresses like Florence Pugh, Alexa Demi from Euphoria. BB Rexa, and then eventually the casting went to Julie Garner. The boot camp entailed 11 hour days of choreography, as well as readings and mm. singing auditions in front of Madonna 
and the casting director. Apparently a whole lot else went on, but no one's really talking about it or disclosed it. Damn. Can you imagine 11 hours dancing in front of Madonna? Can you no. imagine being no, in front of Madonna you. about her own life? And yeah. how plus you know she's insane about it. Like if she's yeah. turning in these three hour scripts and it's already been this much of a process, like you know, she's like literally being crazy. Uh, and this is That's weeks a great long. They dealt with this. Oh it's a I, nightmare. I feel for like Julia. I know. She went through that I, and got just, it and now she's and now and now it has done. nothing to for show what? for it. I know. I that sounds like a nightmare, a true nightmare. Would you make it one day of eleven hours of no. choreography? <laughs> I, I would, would like make it I would disappear. Minutes. I would disappear at the lunch break. I'd be like, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, where's Kate? No, like, I don't know. Imagine how much yelling went on. I would be yelled at once oh. and just pack my shit and go. I I what surprises me is that Florence Pugh stuck around for this. Like, and I know it's been She's a long a, time. So like she wasn't that big yet then. And like maybe she really wanted it, but mm-hmm. it's like you don't need this girl. Yeah. She's dedicated. Also, this survival of the fittest, kind of dancing with other people, like with, I, I, maybe this is common. I guess maybe that's how Broadway auditions work. I don't actually know. Mm. Anyway. You know, in, that's kind of how they work, like in Showgirls, right? Because that's what, remember oh, that yeah. scene? Dark <laughs> comparison. How dare you bring up that movie right now? <laughs> anyway, um, I want more info on Madonna Boot Camp. So I will be keeping an eye on this. <laughs> wow. <sighs> okay. Oh, that's funny. That is it. That's the pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. Have fun at Harry Styles. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.